Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about... What's really happening with atoms? This is a podcast where, as a quantum physicist, I'm trying to get into the the, the take-home truths about atoms. Now, uh, I think I've been a little bit naive in terms of being affronted by what the teachers have said about atoms and, and feeling about duty of care and getting a bit offside and uh, I've almost played into their hands by attacking them and it's sort of like this you've got a um, someone in the wild west with snake oil and uh, uh, they turn up and they say look snake oil will cure your grandmother's cancer will um, say the bullet wound here will do this, will we'll we'll grease the axle of your wagon, all this type of stuff. And all these vital things snake oil salesman says, the snake oil won't do. And you get a front and you feel that, you know, someone who has a dying grandmother in a, um, with a bullet wound in a, a cart which won't move, where it all doesn't work, you say, oh, that snake oil's salesman and if you go up to snake oil salesman and say how dare you they'll say this is the qualified snake oil I've learnt all about it and I've used it on my own grandmother and and they'll come up with stuff and then they'll by the way if they sort of suss out the fact that you're onto them they'll by the way start attacking you and then they'll attack you and you feel doubly the person they're telling the scurrilous lies about the truth you know about what's actually going on and also about you and and you sort of get sort of punching up basically a clown. You say, you know, how can I take you seriously? They're fundamental clowns. And so um, you come in, and uh, given that your first starting point is snake oiling, you go along and you gradually over years work out, no, look, grandmothers tend to die when you feed them snake oil, and, uh, and the actual... Anti anti cancer drugs actually work with that, and lubricants work over here. You gradually build up a picture, but then you realise that other people that you're speaking to have have been loaded with the snake oil story, and so, so it takes a little bit of a while to get through it. And for me, it's taken um, oh, I don't know 30 years, easily, yeah, 30 years more. Probably, let's put in a good old round 40 years to um, slowly unpick the story and get get to the truth and then uh, what's happened is I've tended to really focus on what's taught at schools and curriculum get angry at the people like that but what they've done is that they're, 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 they've sort of only just uh, it's almost like um, taking a they've only sketched their own internal environment they're sort of like a landscape painter um, getting out all the landscape handy and sitting in the middle of a theatre and doing landscape painting of a theatre prop, you know, the theatre backdrop. And of course, they get a picture of the backdrop, and this looks like the backdrop. And well, so and so must have the person who's done the backdrop must must have done it. And so we really have sort of this snake oil backdrop idea of atoms, and uh, uh, it means that. As you, your first passes get angry at the teachers, you can't do that eventually. And then um, it's taken a huge amount of 
thing to actually go in and go, oh my god, you know, go through the entire story and exactly what what truth is told and how it's gone. And then you've gone back and looked at the internet and the internet is full of rubbish. It's a pretty amazing, amazing story. So let's that's the back the background for it, four and a half minutes in it. And what I'm going to try and do is actually um, say the most most amazing thing. Okay, so really, in terms of common knowledge, people know that things stuff is made up of electrons, protons, and neutrons. The combination of these goes to make different 118 different elements, or you know, 82 of them are stable-ish, you'll find in nature. Uh, to, to make those elements, um, and that's everything else. And then there might be a bit of a... a, um, a Uh, accommodation. If you said there's neutrinos, they'll say that's unusual, and that, and they'll forget about it as soon as you say it because they, neutrinos, even though there are billions, the sun, as it's producing energy, every watt of energy is accompanied with with neutrinos, and that these burst through, and they are pretty much waves, matter waves that come through, and. Uh, don't have charge or, or they do experience they don't experience the strong force so they just go through, right through through matter through light years of lead neutrino uh, can go through so they're the, the four basic building blocks to start to come on and um, this is where before you before you even start the, the, the really the first time you're told that the next sentence is snake oil, and the snake oil is that the electron is two thousandth the mass of a proton, and it's a tiny little thing, and that's not the case. It is the case that it is two thousandth the mass of a proton, but an electron, an electron, you're told it's charged, and you, you do see a bit of electricity. People tend to think of electron as glowing yellow because it's the yellow of an arc of something heating up. Of course, electrons, uh, if they have a colour at all, it would be silvery, uh, very faint silver, and we have enough electrons pushed and exposed. You can actually peel off a surface and see electrons, and that's that's the silvery silvery metal. And if there's just pure electrons, it's 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 really silver. It looks looks like silver. So those are the basics of it, and um, the snake oil people say that the atoms are mostly empty space, and it's not. It, that that's incorrect. Even though Stephen Hawking has said it, and uh, I think even Carl Sagan has said it, it's been implied by Richard Feynman. That's not what comes out of the mathematics. Uh, 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 it's, it's not what we observe, it's not what comes out of the mathematics. It's purely a figment of a poor snake oil salesperson. But rather than fight that, I'll, I'll just try and, try and get, get across, across to it. Because um, 
the electron, we'll do the proton and neutron a little bit later, the electron is an elementary particle. That is, it's got spatial extent, but not spatial extent. So the electron's got the spatial extent of the entire atom. It's in, in fact the entire universe. It's, it's a function. It doesn't have a beginning, an end. It doesn't have a shell, a surface. It's a, an electron is that it's actually like a sound wave. Very. If I shout, <coughs> uh, in theory, my voice will go around the entire world and it'll be very quiet. It's very loud next to me and it's probably within the next 10 centimetres from my mouth, that's half the volume of the sound and after that it dissipates and it's travelling. So in a D, electrons are travelling waves, they're, they're standing uh, standing waves, so you could, you could write, write that. Um, you can write, an electron is a wave and it's, and it's in one position, so it's a standing wave, therefore it has boundary conditions and all, the, all that type of stuff. So that's the electron, it's a fundamental particle. So a fundamental particle means it is God, it is magic, it's got no parts, but it's got properties. It's, you know, it, it, you can't get part of an electron. So even though an electron is spatially big, it doesn't have causality, you know, it doesn't have object. It, the quality of an electron is it, is it, takes up space but you can't and you can have these large electrons so in fact in fact in, in a silicon chip the electrons are quite quite large and you, and if you cool down an electron and you have an electron in free space it can actually be quite large you can actually stop an electron so I could um, could fire an electron at a negative plate and begin to slow down and stop, and at the moment it stops, I just switch off all the fields, and the electron will stay there, very big and large. In fact, electrons uh, typically can get so large that they actually can't get through a sieve. Um, this is when electrons really slow down, you can get very low, low energy electrons this way. So what you can do if, is that if I've got a sea of electrons, and they're interacting, and I want to um, collect only the low energy electrons. I can pour them into the sieve, and the fast electrons will go through the holes. The larger ones will be, so the slow electrons will be larger, and they won't go through. Large electrons, small electrons. The more energetic the electron is, the longer it is. That is, that if I had to point to it, put my finger down on the uh, a very rapid electron, I'd have be more places which I could ram it, I could hold it there. So if I had a, a little pin, I could pin it down, down. And the more energy it is, the smaller diameter it is. And this is an electron microscope. This is exactly how an electron microscope works. You get a high energy electron, and the higher it gets, the smaller it gets, the, the, um, the more smaller particle, you can actually dial up your particle size in an electron microscope. Uh, so, so there are fundamental particles uh, and uh, they are of a maths, that they are basically vibrations of space itself 
uh, with spaces and overlap of the Higgs boson scalar space for the mass, electromagnetic space, all these veins. It's an overlap. It's a it's a vibration, and as a vibration, as in a musical string of guitar, you can get it to play all these different notes in the same area of space. And as you put it in, it's 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 got a mass associated with it. So you can have multiple electrons sitting in the same area of space, building up mass. In fact, in uranium atom, you can have 80 or more electrons all on top of each other through each other. They're not avoiding each other. They're not in this large empty space flying around like flies around a turd or something like that. That's all space. And they don't have fund. They, they, they are fundamental. They're elementary particles. Um, so a fundamental particle, an elementary particle, they don't have various things. They don't have parts. So they... Um, so you can't have causality. You can't say, oh, I've got an electron here and over here. Of the two parts of those electrons, that's it's just where special relativity breaks down. I, I can't, can't push an electron on one side and change it. I can, the electron, as a, I can modify an electron, but it, it'll be a sum of different wave functions. I suppose you could describe it as you can, you can't push it in the physical space, but you can push it in its phase space of wave functions. You can, you can press it, but all, all the wave functions occur, and there's not, not, not a time, the, the, the entire electron responds at once for the entire length of it. And this is really necessary for it to absorb light and all that type of stuff. So, an electron, by electron changing shape, an electron therefore emits light. So an electron in a magnetic, in an electric field can emit light. So an electron in a strong magnetic field with no atom in it, no, you don't need a, a proton there. An electron by itself will emit light. And we do this by having a pure beam of electrons in a cyclotron thing. And we uh, speed up the electron. And as the electron goes bigger, uh, longer and longer, it actually becomes macroscopically large and that single electron can actually go through a wiggler uh, and make the field and that electron can whiplash and actually produce it. These are, this is true. So what a teacher will tell you in grade six, first year of high school, is not true. So an electron is not orbiting an atom at great space and it's not uh, being defined by the laws of quantum mechanics so it has to go on its track. It's not going around in a circle uh, circle like that. And there's many things that we can say to do it. But an electron can actually be, be rolled out like some Play-Doh to very long. Uh, so it can be a ball or you can roll it out to very long. It's very long it's, it's been fired out of a Gun. So you can imagine firing an electron, uh, an electron ball out of a gun. The ball you pop in the ball and it fires out and it goes in this long, long stringy bit. We, we know this because we, we build cyclotron radiation. So just say one of the things we, we 
we the only use of the school explanation of an electron is to actually destroy the imagination and the, the knowledgeability of students. The other thing is we've built um, these free electron lasers, we build computers, we build the most beautiful things, we build drugs, we build ourselves out of electrons. You, know, you yourself have uh, this sophisticated structure of electrons in proteins activated by electric charges going in your in the plasma of the cell. It's, it's the most beautiful, beautiful thing. So on on my side is truth. On the other side is fundamental ignorance, fear, and ultimate disrespect for children to actually tell them that it's fundamentally wrong. So, if you can imagine, a, or if you, if you can imagine, the, the fundamental thing is that an electron is outside what can be imagined. I can only imagine, really, things that I have experienced. I can only experience um, electrons as they appear to me. I can only, as they're made into objects. So this this, this large thing. I, but I, um, you ca you can um, understand electron, but you cannot comprehend it. So, so normally in life, if I have a um, a sock drawer with all the socks rolled up, you can imagine the socks rolled up, and I put it in, that sock drawer will fill up. If I have an 80, 80 sock, pairs of socks put together, or 40, I suppose 40 pairs of socks would be the better way, 40 pairs of socks, and I try and put it in there, but I can fit 40 pairs of socks in the volume of one sock, because the actual... The actual, it's not that it finds its way through. It's not like it, it's not like a puzzle and it's finding the holes in it. It actually exists over itself in space. It's a fundamental part of them. And this is where we come a little bit into, and I just want to cover, and this is the um, area of, um, not, uh, the, the area of magnetic field. Now, just as I have in my lab, a picture of an atom with a set of grapefruit, sort of grapes of white and so red and blue grapes in a cluster for the liquid drop nucleus, which is wrong. I can, I can, I can say it's wrong, wrong, wrong. There's so many things wrong. You wouldn't have nuclear radiation. You wouldn't. There's just so many things you couldn't have with that. You couldn't have a net spin. These all, these neutrons and protons are also magnets, right? You, you just couldn't have something which corresponds down to one. It doesn't melt down into one magnet. You, know, you couldn't have the. It's just that's impossible. And the electron, um, it's not orbiting in space and stuff like that. Um, but you have an electron has a magnetic field. How does an electron have a magnetic field? Well, um, there is no explanation for it. There is no concrete model I can build. This is a fundamental thing. It has fundamental magnetic field trapped in it from when it was made from light. 
So light is electromagnetic radiation. There's a bit of magnetism associated with light. There's definitely an electric field with light because that's how it works. You know, the electric field pushes electrons up and down my molecules in my eye and that releases uh, chemicals which go into a, a pulse into my brain. It's, it's all electric field, a bit of magnetic field. Um, is there and, and so an electron which is made out of light so if you want to make anything I just get a huge amount of energy and light and just push it together so an electron has fundamental charge so it doesn't although we integrate it and say there's charge for every unit there's actually no sub unit of an electron with a fraction so I can't chop off a hundredth of an electron and have a hundredth of an electron charge I can't break I can't cut an electron. An electron is a tom. I cannot cut the electron. But sort of going into the electron, it's besides having char its charge, it's got magnetic field. And that, this would indicate that the electron is actually has got a current inside. But to have a current, it's got to, if I've got to have a current, I should be able to drop a little boat in it and see it go around, but it is fundamental. It's so small it doesn't have current. It's actually physically not moving. Uh, and so the magnetic field is something fundamental from the start of the universe, from its genesis. It's fundamental electric field. So a, a fringe magnet. Um, frozen down to absolute zero will still have a magnetic field associated with it. Um, now, now this is this magnetic field was seen um, uh, from an electron um, by this thing. This okay. So so a Silver, copper, silver, gold are these things that they have a full outer shell, a full single outer shell, by robbing the D shell. So it's, it's got a D shell and it steals an electron in front of it. And so it's actually got um, one its its S shell is absolutely full. So, as an S shell, a, um, a <clears throat> so when I ionize it and produce a uh, a beam of silver atoms, um, I essentially will create a stream of electrons because each electron and uh, each um, what's it each uh, electron is cancelled out with it. I'll have one spare electron uh, with its magnetic field. This is the uh, Stern Galactic Experiment. And I can actually put uh, another thing which is not taught at school is that objects do not move in a magnetic field, that they can twist and align a magnetic field, but a magnet pulling something up, it it moves the magnet moves into the magnetic field gradient. So 
you might fire this silver beam of um, silver uh, through a, um, a non-uniform magnetic field. I could split it into two. And what is found is that dimensionally, an electron has a magnetic field moment, but the magnetic field moment is either aligned or counter-aligned to the magnetic field. So it's unlike a magnet, a compass, which can move. You know, what happens is uh, I, I suddenly swap the poles around and the magnetic pole moves around it. The actual electron itself, its magnetic pole actually pulls through itself. It's part of the SU3, sorry, SU2 symmetry. So my fridge magnet actually has pure electrons in it. Now, when you, it's not pure, it has a pure magnetic field, unexplained magic magnetic field. Now, you go to the internet and they say, an electron has a magnetic field because it is spinning. So what they have missed is the fact that the people who came up with the word spin were saying, well, I'm going to use it there, but you cannot imagine this this spinning. It's analogous to spin. And, uh, and then they say, well, this is an explanation, but if you actually use this explanation, you will come into trouble. And there's heaps of trouble. You'll get terms faster than the speed of light. You get absolute nonsense upon nonsense upon nonsense. Because the actual explanation is incorrect. It's sort of like, you know, uh, how did you get here? Um, you've got no legs, and um, yeah. So how, how did you get here? And you say, well, I walked. Right? Yes, I can see other people walk, but you don't have any legs. So an electron can't spin because to spin to generate the magnetic field, it, it have to be made of something. It has to be not fundamental and it has to be travelling faster than the speed of light. And it's, it's not the case. Then your question is that is there an explanation out there which is not on this big broad question of what is fundamental? And the answer is yes, perhaps, but it's in a level of maths that we can't access, that no one can actually access. It is for all effect and purposes magical. It, it's, it's, um, it is as if God has said, electron, you shall have this much charge. Now, can I calculate the amount of charge? Well, eventually it goes back to a constant and stuff like that. Electron, you have this much magnetic field. You have got, you, you are given this magnetic field, and the magnetic field can either point along or against the magnetic field line. So there's a bit of a caveat on that. Um, and to, to mix it in, it's, 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 so it's got components, but you've got no components, and it's as if God has spoken spoken to it. Uh, I am a physicist. It's actually far better to, to tell a kid as it's as if God has, rather than saying, really, there's this mechanism. You can imagine that, but it's not there. It's, it's sort of like bizarre. So an electron has this fundamental magnetic field and it can point in or out and it also has a sense of rotation angular momentum but that angular momentum is traded off with space 
So a space can space can hold light, light can hold angular momentum. So each light particle has a unit of angular momentum, unit uh, one h bar of angular momentum, which is twist. So an angular momentum, indeed, you can actually add it to a bike wheel to make it spin faster. And so this space itself, you know, space has light, and light in that space is causing that space to twist the angular momentum inside the space. It's pretty amazing. The magnetic field and the electric field is a property of the space, but the space is stretching, electrically stretching magnetically and electrically for the light coming in. And that stretch has a pull around it. And it's sort of a large, a large pull. And this is where, uh, when I built the Einstein to Hass experiment, uh, this is where I can get a ceramic with the electrons uh, not moving. The electrons are there, and I can get that that ceramic to move by uh, getting putting the actual rocking force through space. This is it's a great thing. Now, this is why I built the, the Einstein to Haas experiment. And then, having built it, I set out on a quest to actually understand what spin is. And I have. I've, well, I've begun to understand spin is from um, um, basically four-dimensional space. It gives you a spin up, spin down, matter, antimatter. And you can sort of see that the basic maths I have that you learn at school, which is x squared plus y squared plus z squared equals the distance of your vector, that has to be modified. And you can learn a cheat sheet to work through it. You can learn a reason to come through it. Or you can have a cheat matrices, which you throw in, and it, it, it means that your calculation is correct. It's called the Feynman slash. So essentially, if I write if I write an equation, it'll be wrong. But if Feynman went through and just put a slash, the slash is sort of like a way to that's like putting a cross through it. But this slash to it actually made it right. So, so you, you you've got that that, that fundamental stuff, uh, and um, for all the stuff of Dirac and Feynman. There's actually no fundamental explanation for why an electron has a. There's, it has to to fit in with the maths of the universe, but there's no explanation for it. That's essentially there's no uh, take-home explanation that I can give a school kid for it. It is fundamentally beautiful beautiful thing. So an electron has charge, it's got a magnetic field, a magnetic field moment, it's got a, it's got mass, which is the Higgs association with the Higgs field, and it's got angular momentum, it's got this property of spinning, but it doesn't have any subpart which, which I could observe spinning. So say if I had a um, a wheel, I could mark the wheel, I could see it spin, I could count it spinning. 
An electron does not spin at a speed revs per second. Because it doesn't make sense. So when we say electron spin, there's no revs per second of that electron there. Yes, yeah, so it's it's got got the things are so it's like it's actually if you imagine um, I, I suppose the best way to imagine is that somehow the the mechanism is so if you can imagine the page in our universe you can imagine the electron is actually pushed through a hole and through that hole yes your explanations are allowed but you pull it back out into our world those explanations can't can't get there that might be a way of, of saying it that it's it's hidden dimensions it's got hidden mechanisms hidden in that they can never be revealed okay well i'm going to try and go that out i've just got the electron the electron the proton and the neutron all all have these fantastic stories so if i talk for it long enough i may be able to get them so thanks a lot for listening i'll see how this is all gone so push here and finish this for the moment. Thanks a lot for listening. Another podcast, another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others thanks for listening